our obstacles looks insurmountable. It, it looks like it's an impossibility. But with man, it is impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Amen. Praise God. How many came today hungry for a move of God? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I came today for the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you turn your Bibles with me to Psalms 42. We're going to have a couple of readings this morning. But we're going to first of all read from the book of Psalms, chapter 42. If you have your Bibles, I know some of us depend on the overhead, but it's always good to have your Bible with you. Psalm 42, we will read all 11 verses. It's good to see everyone here this morning. Amen. Some that I haven't seen for a while, I'm happy you're here. Amen. And those of you that would be watching today on Facebook live stream, we're thankful that you're watching. Amen. Please come out and see us. Amen. The presence of the Lord is here. Amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 42 reads like this, as the heart, as the deer, you might say, panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night. While they continually say unto me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. With the voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me, therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies approach, reproach me while they say daily unto me, where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. And everyone said amen. amen. You may be seated. A very beautiful and poetic poem. This piece of poetry is very ancient. But it speaks about a thirsty soul, a 
a thirsty soul. At one point, the writer of this psalm says, My soul thirsteth. My soul thirsteth. I'm glad today that I have spiritual awareness or insight into knowing that my soul is thirsty. I'm thirsty and I'm longing for the things of God. Many people, they feel that tug on their heart and that desire and longing in their soul and they're not sure what it is and they, they go into various uh, activities and perhaps they get involved in sports or in different kinds of music and things and activities of this life. Perhaps they've gotten involved in drug activity thinking that that would fulfill their the longing that they feel in their soul, that deep hunger and thirsting for God. We're not certain, but we look at this psalm, Psalm 42, and we believe this is speaking and this was written during the time when Absalom created a rebellion in the country of Judah and David and his mighty men and the singers and those who led praise and worship in the temple we're leaving the city of Jerusalem. You can read this in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 1 through 14. As David and the mighty men leave the city of Jerusalem, they're on their way, they're lamenting because they're leaving the place of worship. David had started and a, a, a erected a tent and that's where the, tap, the Ark of the Covenant was. It wasn't in the ho most holy place in the the tabernacle, David had erected a special tent and there was praise and worship that went on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Somebody was worshiping before the throne. That's why David could say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when somebody mentioned to me, oh, let's go and worship and praise and magnify God. I don't want to go to a church that's dead and dried up, that doesn't have any energy and life left in it. I want to go to a church where people raise their hands and shout and dance unto the Lord and magnify the King of Kings because He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be magnified. He's worthy to be worshipped. I want to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to give Him glory. I want to give Him praise. I want to magnify His name because He has lifted us up and set us in heavenly places. He's put us in righteousness and holiness and godliness. Oh God, let Your Spirit be upon us today. Take us from this place of this world, this place of longing, oh God, that we might be joined unto you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we should get stirred up in our soul. We're living in a world that is in troublesome times. And uh, uh, the, the scripture talks about in the book of Proverbs that there are a little folding of the hands. 
putting your hands in your lap, uh, twiddling your thumbs, and, uh, and, uh, and, and nervously uh, clenching your fist and putting your hands back and forth and saying, uh, oh, I wish there was something I could do. I wish there was something, uh, some way I could make a change. Uh, and you can make a change. I'll tell you the most powerful way that you can make a change is to lift up the name of Jesus, is to magnify him when your soul is crying out, when your soul is longing for the King of Kings. Call upon his name. That name is Jesus. Call upon his name in the midnight hour. Oh, Jesus, I need you right now. I need your grace right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I feel like getting excited. I feel like preaching a little bit this morning. Hallelujah. I know it's Sunday morning. I feel good in the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of God's Spirit. Hallelujah. I don't want just a sermonette for a little Christianette. I want the power of God to fall upon us. I want to make a change in my community, in my world, in my family. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. The writer of this psalm here seems in, to be outside of the city of Jerusalem. Scripture talks about him looking back. He's unable to return. I'll never forget a time I was in the hospital. I've said this to you before, but it impressed upon me a life-changing attitude and the thought process. As that individual that I was visiting in the hospital, lying there, incapacitated in so many ways, still yet able to talk, not able to move and freely and get out of bed on their own. Not, they didn't have any more of that power left. And the words to me hit me and cut me like a knife. It said, oh, pastor, I wish I could go back to church. I wish I could raise my hands. I wish I could shout and dance. I wish, I wish I had the strength to shout like a trumpet. I wish. And I stood there. And I, I it, it broke my heart. I just, I, I, I stood there and I said, well, Let's do what we can right now. I was trying to encourage him. Let's do what we can right now. And you're lying there in bed. Why don't you just raise your hands as much as you can and lift up your voice as much as you can. And, and the nurses are out at their nurse station. It's just the patient and myself. And, and I raise my hands and I start calling upon the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, this is a time we've come to praise you. I did feel the presence of God. I felt His Spirit and His anointing. You see, because God is everywhere. His power is everywhere. But it wasn't like a worship service where there is a gathering together of God's people. We had to press our way through faith. We had to reach out to God. And it seemed like we were searching as an individual in the dark. Oh God, let us find you. Let us feel your anointing. And I, I, I got under the burden of prayer. And I thought I'm going to worship for myself and this individual. So I started waving my hands. I started jumping up and down a little bit. Saying, oh God, get a hold of their heart, Lord. Let them feel your presence one more time. Let them feel your power one more time. Oh God, I want to worship you. 
But you see, it was, it was just a few minutes, not very long. I put my hands down and I stopped jumping and, and uh, I smiled at them, grabbed a hold of their hand and, and I said, did you feel the presence of the Lord? And they shook their head, yes. But it wasn't like being here. It just wasn't. I, I did feel the presence of the Lord and I, I felt his anointing. Uh, there was one time my wife and I, we went to visit a sister, an elder sister, and, and she hadn't been to church in a long time because she was physically incapacitated. And, and we went there and, and I, I said to her, I said, uh, how long has it been since you spoke in tongues? And she said, it's been a while. I, I, I really haven't talked to the Lord in a while. And so I said to my wife, we're, we're right outside the nurse's station. The door is open and I, I didn't even go over and close the door. I said, well, we're going to get a hold of God. We're going to allow the Spirit of God to minister to our hearts. And I started raising my hands. You know, I pray all the time. So it was easy for me to start speaking in tongues. But I wasn't praying for myself necessarily. I was praying for that individual. And I said, oh, God, let us break through one more time. Let us feel your presence one more time. Let us feel your anointing one more time. And, you know, my wife and I, we were worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. And it wasn't just a, a minute or so later. Uh, I could hear the voice of the Lord, the Spirit speaking out uh, of this individual. She hadn't worshipped and magnified God in that way in a long time. And suddenly she started speaking in a heavenly language. The anointing of God came upon her. The power of God's Spirit was within her. There was a reviving. I want to be revived. I want to feel the power of God. I want to feel His anointing. I'm not satisfied satisfied with this world I'm not satisfied with this world Paul said it like this he said if I had hope only in this life I'd be of all men most miserable uh, there's a miserableness if I can say it like that uh, when you view the news and there's, a, there's an anxiety and, and an anxiousness that creeps up in my heart uh, when I'm seeing all the, the violence and the distraction uh, and I said okay God uh, I'm going to worship you that much more uh, I'm going to praise you that much more uh, I'm not going to let my spirit uh, be put out of place uh, because of what I see and what I hear uh, but Lord I'm going to magnify you uh, 110% I'm going to give you everything that I got. I'm going to be like David as he danced with all his might before the Lord. So this writer of Psalms, he mentions in verse 4, he says, how we used to go to the house of God. I can't go there now. I used to go there. With shouts of joy. That's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Hallelujah. They didn't go and just casually slip in the door. There was hooping and hollering and shouting. And people were, were excited. And, and uh, uh, they were just, it was a noisy throng that was making their way to worship. And I'm not here to criticize anyone's method of worship. I'm just saying you do with intensity. If you're going to be quiet about it, do it with intensity. Don't be lackadaisical. Don't just be a ho-hum believer. Do everything you do as unto the Lord with intensity. Amen? Verse 6, he speaks of being east of the Jordan River. 
And he hears the taunting of the enemy. Have you ever heard the enemy taunting you? Oh, if you're a Christian, where's your God now? Huh. If, you know, if God's in control, why, why all this destruction and violence? Come on. <laughs> and the writer said, I, I heard the taunting of the enemy. I heard the, the laughing saying, where is your God now? The sons of Korah, the leaders of the tabernacle worship to whom this particular psalm is attributed were accompanied by King David as he was driven from Jerusalem by a rebellious son. Now, there, there is no war like civil war. There, there is no violence like violence a brother against brother or son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother. There's no war. There's no violence so extreme as this. And as David and, and the, the sons of Korah, these worship and praise leaders were leaving, they looked back at that place, that tabernacle that, that, that had been erected and that was keeping the Ark of the Covenant. They, had rem they remembered the hours and the days. How many remember some of the times you've spent in worship? Some of the days that you've spent in worship. I can remember some glorious times, some glorious services where I didn't want to leave. I just felt like staying around. I, I just felt like I, I, maybe we'll just move here to the church if it's going to be like this forever. Unfortunately, we're still tabernacled in this fleshly body and we still come down to earth. I said to Sister Carmen, I sent her a text. I said, thank you for leading us in wonderful worship. I'm still walking around, so to speak, on a cloud. I'm, I still feel the presence of the Lord. I'm nowhere close to the church building, but I feel the power and presence of God in my heart and my spirit. Unfortunately, I can't stay in that place. I have the Holy Ghost with me all the time, but uh, you know I come down and there's earthly things to do. You know there's bills to pay and and things. Uh, you know there's there's just uh, responsibilities and and there there are all those things that that get upon us. Uh, hallelujah! But I am glad that I'm here today. Uh, I'm not here to send text messages uh, or being on my Facebook uh, page. Uh, I'm here to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, I'm here to worship Him uh, with all my heart, mind soul and strength I'm here to give him everything David looked back in sadness and Psalm 42 is a record of the thoughts at that time of that immediate exile in the verses leading up to verse 7 deep calls to deep there's that deep longing in the soul there's that deep hunger and thirsting in my spirit. Something way down. The writer here uses a word that talks about the depths of the ocean. Have you ever seen the ocean? I like the ocean, but I'm a little in awe and slightly in fear of the ocean as well. Amen. I'm not fearful, but I have a, a healthy respect for it. Yeah, eight pounds per gallon. I'm not sure how many gallons and pounds there are in the ocean, but the ocean is not something that you can play with. 
It's very, very powerful. Some days it looks placid and calm and and you can get up in the morning in the summer, especially in the tropical area, and the, the seas are very calm. But I have seen the seas in a rage and, and waves that are extremely high. I won't say how high. I don't know how high. They were just more higher than I wanted them to be at that time. <laughs> and But the writer here, he uses an illustration in words to describe. He said the deep calls. It's like the depths of the ocean. Who knows the depths of the ocean and we even today we have so many technological advancements and and but we don't know the depths of the ocean truly we don't we don't know the depths of outer space and we have photographs of, of planets and and the cosmos and it's beautiful to behold but when I look out there I see I'm in awe I, I see a God that transcends everything when I looked in the depths of the ocean I've been on ships and I can't see sight of land anywhere and I look at the deep blue ocean and I wonder what's down there and, and how deep is it right where I am at that particular point and the writer is describing that there's a depth of his soul that's calling out to the depths of God God's spirit, the deep calls to deep, the deepness, the depth of my spirit, the hunger and the longing of my soul. Oh God, I need you. I need you to raise me up. I need you to pull me out of this right now, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the writer is saying deep calls to deep. They could only remember what it was like to take part in worship. And shouts of joy and festival processions. This language of Psalm 42 is metaphorical, poetic. He says, deep calls unto deep at, your, at the noise of your water spouts. All your waves and billows have gone over me. So the songwriter here portrays his distress figuratively. It's as if the waves and breakers are sweeping over him. I don't know, I've played the little game with the breakers. And uh, when we were children, we would go to Florida and, and, they, and we would try to outrace the waves. And you have to time it just right. Uh, we would, had driven there. I remember I was about eight or nine years old. And mom said to me, don't get wet. <laughs> Famous last words, huh? And so uh, I think dad outraced. He was... Uh, out racing the waves and so we followed well you cannot take your eye off the wave uh, you can't uh, think that the wave is going to pause for you as you, you as you say something to someone up on the beach a little higher and so I as I was running back and forth and and out running the waves and had my pants uh, rolled up to my knees and and uh, just uh, running back and forth I, I was like look at me look at me and as I was looking up I forgot about the wave and the wave didn't pause it just kept rolling in uh, as that gravitational pull from the moon to the earth uh, and a wave hit me and knocked me down. It didn't just knock me down, rolled me up on the beach and so to speak threw me up there and said, well, I guess you got to pay attention. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to do that before. Don't lose sight. Don't lose track of where the waves are. And then I got to thinking, well, I'm going to stand here and see how long I can stand and resist the waves. 
Well, you might be able to do it while the waves are maybe up to your knees or maybe to your ankles. Uh, but you get out there where the waves are uh, chest high and you can't, there is nothing for you to control. I mean, you, your toes can only dig so deep in the sand. <laughs> and it picks you up, tosses you. I remember we were, uh, some years ago, there was an older fella. He, he stumbled down to the beach and, and uh, to the edge of the water and the water was coming up and it was springtime, it was a changing of the seasons, and the, and the water was a little bit uh, uh, frisky, should I say it like that. And the waves were rolling in, and they're just one after the other, and they were just rolling in, and they, they would slide back out and roll in. And, and this elder, elder man, he, older fellow, he got up there, and he put his foot in the water, then he thought he was going to get out there. Well, he got out there just about his knees, and he, uh, a wave came, hit him at the knees, and rolled him up on the beach. And didn't let, let him lay on the beach. It grabbed a hold of him and pulled him back out. And then it rolled him back up the beach. And he went up and down several times. And uh, he didn't have a lot of clothes on. And uh, my wife said to the boys, said, go get him, boys. And they said, where would you like for us to grab him? <laughs> well, you have to understand teenage boys, you know. And he, he wasn't aware, uh, obviously he had forgotten the power of the ways. And, and uh, the writer here in the book of Psalms says, uh, deep calls uh, unto deep. I feel the billows rolling over me. Uh, I feel it uh, washing over me. Uh, oh, today, can you feel the presence of God? Uh, can you feel the power of His Spirit? Uh, can you feel His anointing? Uh, I didn't come here uh, just to see you. Or I came here most of all to see Jesus. Uh, I came here most of all to magnify His name. Uh, I came here most of all to lift Him up, uh, to praise Him, uh, to get excited. Uh, why should I get excited about the things of this world which are passing away when we serve a God that is eternal? I serve an eternal God. It's only the cravings of a human spirit. Only God can satisfy the human cravings, that human spirit. You can fill it with other things. I believe that there are many Corneliuses out in the world that are fasting and praying and saying, Oh God, I want a greater, I, I long for you. Maybe there's someone today that's watching on Facebook live stream today. Maybe you have said, oh God, I want more of you. You're like Cornelius. You're fasting and praying, but you really haven't received a full revelation. I don't know your name. I don't know who you are, but maybe you're like Cornelius. Maybe you want more. And I'm telling you, there is more. There's more than just a little touch. There's more than just a little feeling. There's more than just doing good. There's more than just reading your Bible. There's the spirit and presence of God that can come into your heart and change you and deliver you and set you free. Set you free from things that you want to be set free from. Maybe you've tried different disciplines and you've tried to discipline yourself in this area and that area but you can't seem to get free of the grasp of Satan. I'm telling you today, the power of God can set you free. I believe there are many Corneliuses. I believe that there are those in churches. You've gone through and done all the, the little formalities. You've done all the learning 
But there's still a hunger in your heart. There's still a searching in your heart. Amen. I want to raise my hands wherever I am. Hallelujah. I want to lift up my voice wherever I am. You see, God is searching for people. As I preached last Sunday, are you, you might be who God is seeking. You might be who God is seeking for. He's seeking worshipers. He's seeking people who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Sister Teresa, you blessed me so many times. Maybe you don't know this, but I see you back there shouting and dancing before the Lord. I get excited because it excites me about somebody who is passionate and says, I will worship God no matter what. On Friday the 18th of last month, we, I was walking around looking before the service there and I, saw, I spied Sister Teresa. She was, I hope you don't mind me talk, telling this. Uh, and I, she was sitting in toward the back and I said, you're sitting all the way here in the back. And I, I was just a joke and just saying it as I passed by. But as the music got started and I was worshiping the Lord, waving my hands and telling the Lord how much I love Him and how much I appreciate Him and thank Him for the service, I kind of looked around and I saw Sister Teresa. She was just caught away in the spirit. She was back there dancing before the Lord. And I thought, oh, if everybody would get like that, if everybody would worship God, if everybody would praise Him and magnify His name, what kind of church could we have? What kind of effect could we have on the city? If everybody would get excited and not be worried about what a neighbor would say, what somebody would say as they viewed it, but you got excited and said, I'm going to change my world, my community, my city. Hallelujah. Sometimes we go through sword depression. Things happen to us. We were, things were wonderful. And then all of a sudden, the bottom dropped out. And we said, Oh God, where are you, Lord? Where are those wonderful days? Where I, I, I'm looking, I'm looking for you, Lord. I, I, I can't find you, God. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. I want that, I want that worship back again. I want it back again. The enemy often takes advantage of our times of special weakness. That weakness, perhaps somebody passed in your life. Perhaps. Somebody you know has a sickness. You have gone through financial difficulties. There is an estrangement in your relationship with a family member. On and on I could enumerate the many things that could cause us to be distraught. And the enemy comes in like a flood at that time. He sees your vulnerability. He knows. You know, the enemy, he's not going to say, well, I know they're weak at this time. I'll show some compassion. The enemy, he's ruthless. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't have compassion for you. He will kick you when you're down. He will take whatever he can from you, as much as he can from you. He's not going to leave any for you. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Abundant. He's given us abundant life. Where they say daily unto me, where is thy God? Sometimes those days can be so cruel and intense. Still that childlike heart cries out, Oh God, oh God, oh God. 
We're like that individual. You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm a preacher. I'm the son of a preacher. I, I like church. I love church. I love the people of God. I love going to church. And I have been to worship services where I wanted to worship and I wanted to praise God. And I, I wanted to get there and, and see the people join me together. But there was confusion and there was a spirit of, uh, of going through a preliminary and a program. And, and I got there and raised my hand and I didn't see anybody else raise their hand. Or, and I said, hallelujah, nobody else joined me. And, and I, I got a little discouraged and saying, God, where are your people? Where is the worship? I thought we came here to worship. I thought we came to this place to magnify you. But I came here today. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I'm here today to magnify and worship the King of Kings. Hallelujah. You can worship Him in your home. Wherever you're watching this Facebook live stream. You can worship and magnify the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. Because He is victorious in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From those storm clouds, I see that gleam of sunshine. Brother Ham was talking about that light. I see that light. Hallelujah. 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 I see that light shining down. I know that rainbow is coming. Amen. I know the victory is coming. The victory is coming. Maybe you don't have the victory. And now, if you just worship the Lord, the victory will come. If you don't have a victory now, if you just lift up your hands and magnify Him, the victory will come in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you praise Him right now? Would you worship Him right now all over this building? Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, get a hold of God. I want a hold of God. I want to chase after Him. Hallelujah. I want to meet with Him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This altar is open right now. I feel the presence of the Lord. People are coming down here, streaming to the front. We have some young men over here that are worshiping and praising God. They want something more from God. We have some people here that are worshiping and praising God. They want something more. Would you just raise your hands right now? Would you just reach out to God? God's got an answer for you today. Hallelujah, come on. As we cry out in continuous prayer, as we cry out in continuous prayer, oh Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we magnify you. Jesus, we press our way. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we long for you. The scripture says, they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Oh God, that's a promise. And I believe you're fulfilling that promise in my life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lay hands on these young people right now in Jesus.
All right, right now we're about to baptize David Lee Carpenter in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together right now and lift him up, believing that when he comes out of the water, he's going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus, we magnify you, God. We thank you, Lord, for your hand on David. We thank you for your anointing, Jesus, your supernatural power falling on him, God. We thank you for this commitment that he's making right now. Lord, as he goes down in your name, all of his sins are washed away, Jesus. We thank you for your presence right now, touching his heart, cleansing him, Jesus. We magnify you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, David Lee Carpenter, because of the confession of your faith and your willingness to be buried in the likeness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I now baptize you into the name of Jesus.
His glory feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing. See His glory feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing. See His glory feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing. See His glory feels like heaven on earth. before we dismiss and I know David he's feeling the spirit and he's getting right back into prayer uh, let's pray for him right now let's come Jesus we thank you Lord for your hand on David we thank you God for your power your might your blood being applied